0: Right after this, from our partners. Check
1: out the Memorial Healthcare's Wellness Center in the now building on the campus of Memorial Healthcare. Memorial Healthcare's Wellness Center includes locker rooms, private showers, steam rooms, a sauna, a lap pool, and more, including a raised track for walking and running with views of the entire Memorial campus and surrounding area. Personally, I love it, man. Sunday, Saturday morning, get in there, get a good workout in, hit the sauna up, and I also do the steam room. So it's a perfect spot. I mean, I think it's only $12 for a day pass, but it for those of you who are looking to join for a winner membership, it's up to 15% off for your membership when it's paid in full. Memorial Healthcare strives to bring healthcare and wellness together, servicing patients' needs from diagnosis to treatment to rehab and beyond. For more details, go online at www.memorialhealthcare.org or call 989-720-CARE. That's 989-720-2273.
0: Three Point Podcast located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona.
2: It's time for episode 299 of the Three Point Podcast, and damn it, my Super Bowl bucket list trip came up one game short. Hashtag since 57 <coughs> remains. We're presented by the Memorial Healthcare Wellness Center. Check out memorialhealthcare.org for everything they offer, including discounts for 2024. Also, AZ Branding Solutions, Jacobs Insurance Agency, Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services, Nelson House Funeral Home, Rivals Tap House and Grill, and Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. You know, we're going to get into the Lions here in a little bit, but uh, uh, pretty tough to wake up after a very, very rough night trying to sleep. I don't know about you guys.
3: It was. It was tough to go to sleep last night. And then, I mean, I'm sure maybe you guys have seen my tweets or we've talked about it on the podcast too, waking up to watch the morning sports Mm -hmm. shows or, you know, the morning sports radio shows or whatever, all football season. Lions haven't been getting much love on these shows. But then of course the time that they do is after they blow, you know, the the time that I don't want to watch the coverage is when they get a 20 minute segment and all that. So I definitely, you know, I, I wanted to hear what a lot of these people had to say, you know, we'll, we'll give our thoughts on Dan Campbell and, you know, some of the other stuff that went on last night, but yeah, it was uh, as depressing of a way to lose as I think is possible. Well, uh, it, only one other Atlanta Falcons fans can, yeah, right. can understand yeah, that was
1: i your, yeah, it was, I didn't sleep last night. You know, the other time I didn't sleep was when Michigan won the national championship. <laughs> Two different reasons not to sleep, man. I, one felt a lot better than the other one waking up in the morning uh, after no sleep. Um, the way I looked at the social media, and we'll talk about the actual game, but my God. Yeah. Anything, it, it was weird. Whether you were the positive guy, like looking forward to next year, whether you were the negative guy, whether you were the analytical guy, everything was pissing me off. So I just said, I'm done. I, I'm out. I, I, didn't, I put my phone away. I listened to a podcast that had nothing to do with football for like two and a half hours couldn't sleep just stared at the ceiling replaying all those screw ups in my head but it just what a shitty loss I, I hate to say it it was a sol loss i know that that's you know whatever dead yeah I, in my right. opinion that was sol that that you could argue the whole season was a sol how perfectly it went and then how yep. it just came crashing down it was an sol type moment
3: it was especially yeah the whole season like you said the whole season how it played out won the division um, you know, one hosted a play. We'd all been wanting to see a a home playoff game. We got to see two. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford. We put that away. You know, <laughs> made it to the NFC title game. Like everything, really, yeah. was perfect. As perfect of a first half as you can play, offensively and defensively, versus the team that everyone just assumed was going to walk to the Super Bowl in the NFC. Two quarters, not even <laughs> a game. Ted, you said you're. Your, uh, your dreams of seeing the Lions in the Super Bowl in Vegas came up a game short. It came up a half ah, short, so even less than a game. That's <laughs> but, even worse. I mean, we were two quarters away. I, know. It was, I wouldn't have cared if, if the whole comeback happened and they somehow eked out some stupid win at the end. Don't care. It was right. just, they just fell apart in the second half. Yeah. Fell
2: 100% agree with that, and I also agree with what Jared said. I was, I was looking at a few things online, uh, you know, on social media after the game. And I, and I almost tweeted, I'm out of here for a couple days. I can't take it. I can't, I can't stand this, you know, I mean, yeah. there, but you're, but the one thing about social media that you, you got to give a little credit to, I guess, boy, I'll tell you what, people are not afraid to give their opinions and it's all over the place for yeah. sure. Yeah. You know, That's and incredible. I don't know about you guys, I don't know if you guys have any catch up, but maybe we ought to just take a quick break and then get right into it. I think that's what I, we ought to do today.
1: Yeah, I I just have one question for you. We were talking pre-pod. I mean, you were MIA last night. Um <laughs> nowhere on Twitter, nowhere in messages. I mean, what was your night like and are you okay? Are you I was worried you, like we might not see you today for the podcast.
2: Really, <laughs> I was, I was pretty depressed. I will say that I wasn't completely MIA. I was in a family uh text thread and, you know, we were going back and forth quite a bit, but then I did start staying out of it later in the second half. Cause you could see the writing, you could see the writing on the wall. You could see it. It was happening. And it was happening right in front of us. And, wow. and again, I will, I will offer further opinions, obviously, like all three of us will hear in a moment, but Uh, where you stack that up as maybe all-time great losses, I think we need to get into that because it was pretty devastating for sure, especially after the the season the Lions had. So let's take a short little break and then we'll be right back and uh, give all our thoughts on it right after this.
4: The Memorial Healthcare Wellness Center is another great addition to the Owasso community. Start your wellness journey today by signing up for a 2024 membership. Get 15% off a yearly membership and 15% off your enrollment fee for new members. Membership gets you full use of the workout equipment, fitness classes like Pilates, yoga, spin, and many others. Relax in the steam room or sauna after your workout. Run, jog, or walk around the third floor SkyTrack. Enjoy the spa-like locker rooms with sparkling clean private showers and other amenities. For more details, go online at memorialhealthcare.org or call 989-720-CARE. Corey
3: Shook and Associates Real Estate Services is the official and exclusive Realtor and Broker for Three Point Podcast. Corey and her team have been providing personal, exemplary service and real estate sales since 2004. Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services are total professionals helping you sell your current house or buying your dream home. Stop in at 216 West Exchange Street in Owasso, get info online at coreyshook.com, and follow on Facebook at Corey Shook Realtor for more details. If you are looking for honesty, ambition, and expertise, you're looking for Corey Shook and Associates Real
5: Estate Services. Are you ready to take your brand to the next level? Look no further. Introducing AZ Branding Solutions, where we help grow your brand from A to Z. At AZ, we're committed to helping businesses and organizations like yours reach new heights. Our full-service print and digital branding agency is your one-stop destination for all things branding. Need a stunning web or graphic design that captures your essence? We've got you covered. Want captivating social media content that engages your audience? Done! And that's not all. We're experts in video production and photography, ensuring your brand tells a compelling visual story. Plus. We specialize in screen printing and embroidery, turning your brand into wearable art that speaks volumes. Whether you're a startup or an established business, AZ is here to transform your brand dreams into reality. Ready to grow with us? Partner with AZ today and experience the difference. Visit our website at www.az.co or give us a call at 1-844-360-AZEE. AZ Branding Solutions, where your success begins.
2: All right, guys, I kind of teed it up, but uh, it might be a prisoner of the moment, but I'm not. I'm not so sure it is. What Jared was talking about in the beginning, Sol Lions, and I've I did see a few things online. Oh, it's not the Sol Lions. It was an Sol Lion loss without question. It fit right in the mode, and and again, like I said, prisoner of the moment it might be the worst loss I have ever experienced as a fan of sports in this state. I can't, I can't right off the top of the top. Think of it. You know, I was around in 83 and Eddie Murray missed that field goal against San Francisco. And there might've been a few others, but this one was like you said, Matt half one half of perfect football and one half of some of the worst football I've ever seen.
3: Yeah. it, It goes up there. probably the worst just because of where they were. One half away from making the Super Bowl. Some of those ones in the regular season, now looking back, you know, in the moment, they were awful, but they were just regular season games, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. not ultimately that big of a deal. This was for a trip to the Super Bowl for the first time in franchise history. The type of thing that, you know, you never know. Literally, you never know if the Lions are ever going to be back. They made it in 91 and didn't sniff it again for 30 years. You know, who knows? That may not be the case this time, of course but you never know you you never know Rex Ryan was talking about it on uh, get up this morning he was saying that like he had three conference championship losses and he still thinks about them every day mm-hmm. because you just never know if you that you never know if you're going to get back there that's what took Jim Harbaugh away from Michigan is getting that super bowl that's how big of a deal this is too i mean fans of course but players coaches and everything and everyone involved in the team and, and the sport you want to get to the Super Bowl, so that's why that loss last night is something that will forever sting as Lions fans. I have some good friends at work that are from the Atlanta area, so lifelong Falcons fans, and they still talk about that Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, you know, they they talk about the twenty-eight to three, and you know how just how much that that sucks as a fan because they were that close to winning the Super Bowl. Obviously, the Lions would have then had to go to the Super Bowl, but. It's just, yeah, that's a a S.O.L. thing because we saw the records of like Kyle Shanahan when he was losing by however many points in the second half, he had never come back and won. Of course, he broke that against the Lions, you know, and 17 point lead at halftime and and they just absolutely blow it. And it's just, of course, we'll, we'll get into the Dan Campbell stuff in the fourth down attempts, but. I'm just seeing, you know, you're talking about social media, seeing all the people and the fans. I love optimism. I love positive energy, being optimistic, but seeing all the fans being like, no big deal. We'll be back. And, you know, this is just the beginning. And I believe in Campbell and Holmes and all that. I appreciate that. I believe in Campbell and Holmes also. But there's also a lot of, we're about to lose Ben Johnson, possibly going to lose Aaron Glenn, which may or may not be that bad of a thing. But, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Injuries could happen. The Packers are getting better. Teams get better. Everything played out perfectly, like you said, Jared, this season. And to come up two quarters short, it just it, it's something that's gonna gnaw at fans and, and the players and coaches forever.
1: And think about how Campbell had a hundred percent like rating heading into that game. And I mean, the it's it's so it's it was a Super Bowl for the Falcons, but I, I it honestly seems a lot like what that Falcons or Patriots. Game was like where as soon as it was over, your opinions on the Falcons team, their organization, their head coach Dan Quinn, everything changed. And yeah. going into next year, it's like everybody was rowing the boat. PJ Fleck, fans, uh, people are chanting Jared Goff's name and Milwaukee. Packers fans are chanting for him for God's sakes. The team was perfectly in sync, they were healthy for the most part. They faced two nine and eight teams in the previous two playoff rounds. They're up 24-7 <laughs> against Brock. It's not like this is Tom Brady making a comeback on you. Right. I, right. It's it just well, – I worry about what this loss will mean for the next two, three years. You lose, lose Ben Johnson. It it, it just – you can't pencil in, oh, we'll be back. You know, I hope we'll be back. I'm not counting on it. Dan Campbell said it perfectly. It's going to be twice as hard to make it back here next year because now we're going to have a target on our back. And you just couldn't replay this magic they really had with the home field right. advantage, everything. I mean, look at Ford Field last that- last night. Holy shit. It's like, dude, that was like the craziest crowd we've seen outside of all the other games that have been at Ford field. And it was for watching a freaking TV screen. I just, I hate to be the the Debbie downer. I I really hope they'll be back. They're so young. They're so good. They are going to be damn good next year, but up 17 points, second half of an NFC championship game against Brock Purdy. I mean, we you can't have it any better than that. And they blew it. And it just, it, it was so gut-wrenching, that second half. Ted, you're right. It's like you, there was nothing to be said. It's like, what are you going to text in a te- text thread? Got, right. Like You wanted to keep the positive vibes going, but <laughs> there was just no way to. It was a n- mistake after mistake after mistake, and a few boneheaded, potentially boneheaded, we'll talk about them, decisions, just sad, just sad. Yeah.
3: Well, well, before you jump in real quick, Ted, you, you said, what do you say in the text, Jared? Uh, one of my buddies from back home, he still lives in Michigan. We we text throughout games and stuff, Michigan and Lions. And to your point, the last thing that was – I looked this morning and kind of laughed. The last thing that we said, after the clock's at zero, I just texted to him, shitty, and he <laughs> responded, sigh. Yeah. And that was it. That, that yeah. was it. That was the end of our conversation.
2: That's all you needed to yeah. say, man. <laughs> it's for sure. And, you know, you, you guys bring up some good points, and, and even Campbell, which – you know, right spur of the moment after that gut wrenching loss, he even flat out said, This was the year. It's not that easy. Yeah. You know, it's going to be that much tougher. This team is still, you know, there's going to be changes made every year. But right now, the core of this team, they're set up to be good. Now, are they going to be Super Bowl good? <laughs> you got to get it done. You got to do it on the field. And this year, yeah. it was just teed right up for them. And that's why this loss was. Just totally devastating to this state, to that team. I'm sure, uh, to anybody that is a Lions fan, you know. And there's reasons why. So let's let's get into some of that. You know, let's start with Dan Campbell. Let's just get right, get that right out of the way. Uh, there's been a lot of debate about him going for it on fourth down, not going for the field goal. Why don't you guys start it off?
3: Well, the big thing is that they, you know, you hear people say this is what he's been doing his whole career or or as a head coach ever since he came to Detroit. This has been what he has done. So it wasn't an abnormal thing for him to do. Everyone knew that he's gambling, Dan. He goes for fourth down more than any other coach, but they have success at it. Fourth and three or less, they convert basically 80% of the time. That's really good.
0: It's really
3: good. And, you know that's one thing I, I say. Whatever I say about golf, but he typically is very good at those those quick plays. Ben Johnson usually dials up a yep. little quick route to St. Laporta or St. Brown, and right. you know usually they get him. The first one, it was a tough catch, but Josh Reynolds is a professional wide receiver. That first one he should have caught, and I'm sure he would say the exact same thing. Gotta so catch that, ball. that that first one. The whole game plays out differently if they get that. They they go to the Super Bowl. He makes that catch. That's they go so to the cool. Super Bowl. Yep, because they milk some clocks, some more clock, and maybe they score. At least get a field um, goal. At right, least well <laughs> the field goal. That's that's the other side of it. Who knows? Uh, because their field goal kicker. You know, people say like, if you don't trust your field goal kicker, why have one on the roster? That's a fair thing to ask. But people don't remember they picked him up basically mid season. He, he was any on any team. So. I saw someone we we posted on Facebook a a few hours ago about this and that we were recording a podcast and someone replied, he, he would like to ask Dan Campbell, did you go for it? Or, you know, did you not kick the field goal because this is your identity and this is what you do or because you don't trust your kicker? And, you know, that'd be, I'd be curious to see, obviously he would not come out and say, I don't trust my kicker. You know, Dan Campbell's not going to say that, but is that part of it? Do they just not trust him to kick those 40 plus 50 plus yard field goals because he doesn't have a very good success rate at that. The people no. who act like just, just take, I I'm mind blown, mind blown at the people who still just say like as simple, take the points as if it's an automatic thing. You have no idea if that's going to go in, if it's going to get blocked or, you know, how the game is going to play out after if you attempt that field goal. So I have no issue with Dan Campbell going for it. And one, one thing I'll add before you jump in, Jared, I, I saw Ryan Clark this morning, um, you know, former player, of course, on get up. He mentioned one thing that I thought was a really good point. This has been Dan Campbell's identity as a coach. And this has been his message to his team, to Jared Goff, the quarterback, to all of the players. I believe in you. This is why we go for it. I trust Ben Johnson, the coordinator. I trust you guys as players. So that's why they go for it so much. That is their identity. That is, is what they do if in the biggest moment he all of a sudden flipped and went back on his whole thing, that's his whole philosophy. If in the NFC title game, he was all of a sudden like, got tight and was like, "Now nah, we, we got to uh, let's kick the field goal. That, that could backfire. The players could be like, what the hell, man? This is you, what you don't trust us. Now you trust us all season, but then all of a sudden now you don't trust. Me. So, I mean, that that's, I thought that was a good point. I mean, you put your trust in your players all season for the last three years, since he's been in Detroit, you're going to trust him in the NFC title game, too. And Jared Goff said it on the podium, too. I don't know if you guys saw it. Like he, mm-hmm. A reporter asked, what did you think about the fourth down conversions? And the reporter almost couldn't even finish the question. 100%. Goff was like, we should have converted. Right. Uh, great call. We should have converted. So no, no problem with Campbell. The one was maybe the third down on the goal line at the end of the game when they ran it. And then had to burn a timeout that was questionable but it made, I that one.
1: part flat out made no sense uh, but I'll be yeah. honest I was like I, w- I was like half like even watching at that point I didn't even give a shit it was over <laughs> I mean I know it wasn't technically over, but for all rights and purposes it was over um here's what this is what this is why i'm not gonna I'm gonna critique Campbell for one of them not the other fourth down the yeah. first fourth down where they were up 14 points nice. I said it in real time. You take the points because going for that fourth down was such a momentum. The momentum was in the balance before that fourth down happened. And you saw it. As soon as the 49ers got the stop, now the crowd's back into it. Now they take a deep shot down the field. And now they have literally all the momentum after Ayuk made that great catch. Right? You don't tempt fate when you have a 14-point lead in such a big game. Take the points. Keep the momentum. And I get what you're saying, Matt. 100%. Bagley, I don't trust him. Or Bagley. But up fourteen points, forty-five yarder, NFL kicker, no real pressure. I mean, there is pressure, but not nearly the amount of pressure that would have been on them on the second attempt if they went for uh, the kick at the end of the game. Take your chances with Badgley there. I yeah. agreed with Campbell on the on the fourth down call at the near the end of the game. I didn't trust Badgley in that in that position to tie the game, and it felt like they needed a touchdown. The way that game was going, everything 49ers way. Let's say even they make the defense somehow makes a miraculous stand after they tie the game at twenty-seven. I don't trust the the Lions going against the 49ers in, in overtime. It, it felt yeah. like a losing proposition. I really thought they needed a touchdown on that drive. And they just didn't They didn't do it. Um, and and it, it's funny, people critiquing Campbell. Like, the yeah. players got to make plays. That first right. fourth down where I said they should have kicked, yes, I'm critiquing Campbell, but also they dialed up a good play. It just bounces off of Reynolds' hands. I just, it's a gut punch. I hate that this is the conversation, and it right. will be for the next year at some point the players got to make some plays and Dan Campbell can't do everything. He's not a perfect coach by any means, but a lot of what makes him him is that mindset and it's what's got, it's what got us there for sure. But God damn it. I just wish he could have reeled it in a little bit on that first fourth down. I know it was fourth and two. I know they should have got it. Reynolds should have caught it, but you were just playing with the football gods at that point. Don't get greedy, go up by three scores and you can basically play a horrible rest of the game. Like we saw, and they're still going to barely be able to maybe make more than 27 points. So it just sucked. It, it really yeah. sucked. It reminded me of Tin it Cup did. where it's like – it was almost like pride. It's like, dude, yeah, I get that this is whatever. I, I'm, I haven't seen that movie in like 20 years. But basically what – you know, he was so ri- – he was he was a gambler essentially, and that's what got him to the, you know, lead on the 72nd hole, of the U.S. Open. But I get that's what got you there. But at some point, just be smart, swallow your pride, and play conservative, man, man. You're up 17 points. If you play conservative, you don't lose the game. It, it's a loser's mentality. We always talk about you want to play, not to lose. But if you play not to lose, they're not going to lose that game. You're up 17 points with Jay Goff with, with uh, loaded offense, Ben Johnson calling plays. You basically needed one score in the second half to ice it. It's just two field goals would have accomplished it.
2: You know, I can see I can see what you're talking about, but I disagree. I think it comes down to you got to make the plays. The play was there. He made the right call. They put the game away if Reynolds catches that ball. There's no guarantee he's going to make the field goal. like Matt said, it is not their mentality. It goes against the whole grain of what this team has done all year long, starting with their head coach. They expected to make that play. Reynolds just didn't come up with it. And then when you talk about losing that game, it's the players that lost that game. There's key plays in every single game. My goodness, 60 years old, I probably would have had that
3: interception. (laughs) <laughs> How do
2: you drop that ball? How do you drop that ball? I mean, and it was
3: I, obviously it's it was a tough one. I, I know you've got the interception. I, I know you've got the interceptions it was on the well. hands. It was on <laughs> the hands. Well, like you know, he was falling back. I'm not. <sighs> I'm not defending him. He should have caught. He should have caught. Yeah, he's falling back. But that was just another one where it was like when that happened. That was just starting to add to the. I don't want to say yes sol. Well. But it was stuff like that that always happens to the Lions. A That's free when I quit play. texting
2: right there, it, man. It
3: bounced off his face mask straight to the wide receiver, basically. Yeah. Like, it couldn't have bounced off and ricocheted way over or bounced right. off and went backwards. It bounced right up, basically, into his bread basket for a 50-yard gain. And, you know, who knows what would happen if he caught that interception. and. It, everything could have flipped. I mean, that was when momentum really started turning after that freak play, because yep. the one fourth down already didn't happen and everything. And but it, to your point of the players have to make plays. I've said it a lot. You know, whether we're trying to defend Jim Harbaugh or whether you know back you know when he was going through his struggles, I always say that it should be the players taking accountability. And I think that's what Jared Goff was doing on the podium. Mm-hmm. He was taking accountability and I'm sure Josh Reynolds would do the same thing. Cause he had that other on a third down mm. crossing route first down. I mean, Jared, you would have made that catch. Like it was a perfect throw from Goff right here and he just flat dropped it. That was another play that would have got a first down and would have extended that drive. And who knows what would have happened after that? So There was the punt from Jack Fox that was a bomb, like an 80-yard punt. And, again, I know that's a tough play. It's easy for us on our couch to be like, you know, just down it at the one-yard line. Those dudes are running full tilt, trying to look at the ball and also stay in, but, of course, the dude that caught it slid into the end zone, and it's a touchback. So you go from pinning 49ers at the one-inch yard line to now they get it way out at like the 20 or 25 or whatever. So five, five, right. th- there's all these stupid plays that it was like, if you could have just executed, if the players could have just executed these couple plays, it's a completely different ball game. Yep. Completely different ball game. Sure. There was a sack after one of them. If he came in on, again, a perfectly dialed up blitz. Missed tack. And just completely whiffed on Purdy. And then Purdy ran off for 15 yards or he something. Was. And it was just like... It's frustrating watching watching Brock Purdy look like prime Michael Vick in two thousand four <laughs> Madden. Dude, like, he
1: I will be honest. I was shitting on him the whole first half. Like, dude, this guy sucks. They need to sign Kirk Cousins. I literally made the comment. Kirk Cousins should call the 49ers as soon as this game is over. He showed me a little bit of metal. I I, I don't. I mean, apparently he runs like a four five forty. The one play. There's two plays that you really like. Chat my ass in that second half. Um, the Josh Reynolds drop. That was when I slammed the remote at the couch. Mm-hmm. I was perfectly cool and calm until that third down drop, where I was like, all right, what the F is going on? And then third down, third and four, when the 49ers, you know, basically put the the 10-point lead on the board to ice it, third and four, we get a decent pass rush, I, I guess. They, they're so undisciplined in their pass rush with these lanes they leave wide open. It was right. only a matter of time before somebody like Purdy started exploiting it. Purdy sneaks through. Anzalone's basically spying Purdy waiting for him mm-hmm. and Purdy like just leaves Anzalone in the dust. I, yeah. I couldn't believe what I saw. It's like, dude, this guy legitimately might be one of the top athletes in the NFL with the way he was avoiding the rush, making guys miss and running for third down, or running for first downs in key positions. The one thing I want to say about the players have to make plays that fourth down, you, you leave it up to chance. And that's just football. I mean, it 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 should have been a catch, but at the end of the day, it's like a diving grab to Josh Reynolds' right. Jared Goff had to avoid, I think Nick Bosa, to yep. even make that play happen. It like I just hated that call so effing much. I I, I don't know shit about football. I, I don't. But in real time, I wish I was kidding. I said this is going to bite them in the butt. You do not tempt they. You just gotta get the points, man. Or it or die trying. If Badley right. misses the kick, okay, now we don't even blink on that second. Fourth down attempt later in the game, we're going.
3: Uh, it just it was it was one of those weird ones too. Again, it's the hindsight thing. We can all question it. We're not Ben Johnson, basically, like what you're saying, Jared. We're not head coaches of NFL teams. But on third down before that, they just hit, they had Saint Brown lined up in the backfield and just handed in the ball. That was and weird. Saint Brown's a dog. He's one of my fa- you bought his jersey, Ted. He's yeah one of my favorite lines. But just an odd play. You're, like it wasn't a reverse. It wasn't a sweep. They just handed in the ball and he got stuffed, which brought up the fourth down. <laughs> it, and it was just really like that, that was a strange one. play you're going for. You, Montgomery is just running all over the place and running like
1: a man possessed, man.
3: So, the second yeah, half I, was I, weird too. I saw a stat; they only ran like eight times in the second yeah. half after running Gouging all over them. 160 yards in the first half. They had rushing or something, and so now in the second half, you're going to go full on like throwing the ball. There. You're throwing the Montgomery throwback to golf and then you do the flea flicker that actually worked it was a tough would have been a tough catch by jameson williams but again you're a professional wide receiver yeah make that catch so it was the second half altogether was just it was weird it was almost like the a whole team just got tight.
1: play it, was it felt like, it felt like every play was shitty like <laughs> right. it was especially for that stretch where it's like the, the the punt that was a touchback the drop that was like 10 minutes of actual game footage of football where i don't think we had a single positive play happen no it it, and, it was terrible
2: and when they had a chance to maybe try to swing the momentum gibbs
3: fumbles the ball you know yeah, so yeah. it was an and odd the
2: exchange but they have their turnover and you're just not going to win that way that gives gibbs only blue. had one
3: f- Gibbs only had one fumble the rest of the year so that's Unreal. another one of those things like of course this dude just does not fumble the ball and he right. does in yeah. that moment And it
1: reminded me of Quorum versus McCarthy, Michigan State 2021. Just like it was such an odd play that it felt like it was you were doomed to lose as soon as it happened. Mm -hmm. And it made no sense. Like it's just the NFL player, they haven't had a screwed up exchange like that all season. I don't know. I'll be curious to know what happened. It just seems like maybe that's just a rookie making a rookie mistake. And you just hope that it doesn't uh result in what happened, which is a fumble. Just if if you're losing the ball, just go down. It just sucks. We can't have those things happening against the 49ers in the NFC Championship game when you've already lost all your momentum. Just compounding. Um, yeah. Where does this guy? Was, where
3: does this game leave you guys with Jared Goff? And this doesn't have to be a, a bash fest, or it can be, or a love fest, whatever. Does that make you have more or less confidence in Jared Goff going forward? So he still has one year on his deal. I would assume conversations will start whether they're gonna work on an extension I wouldn't think he would wait till the end of next season to talk about it you know or right, does you know he led them to the NFC title game yeah I, mean, I had a great season. they threw up the stat before the game including the playoffs up to that point. he was leading the league in passing yards um we, we know how well he played he played awesome but did he show a little bit of his limitations in that game to you guys? To me, it kind of did. The the lack of mobility to me, I don't think you have to be prime Mike Vick in today's NFL. You don't have to run like that. Even Lamar Jackson has dialed back his running a little bit. But we see Mahomes scrambles. Brock Purdy was scrambling all over the place on the, on the Lions last night. And having that part of having that athleticism, having that option as a quarterback, to me, makes you a top 10 quarterback or makes you worthy of getting that huge extension. Maybe not like Joe Burrow money, but you know, up there, Jared Goff just won't scramble. I don't know if it's just a mental thing or if he knows he's not the fastest guy in the world, but I just wonder on a couple of those fourth downs, if running is an option, if it, you know, if it would play out differently, Again, I'm not saying he's a scrub. I'm not saying don't extend him. Not I'm not saying trade him away and go with Hendon Hooker going forward. That's not what I'm saying. I'm going to stay consistent. It's about how much money he's going to ask for, and if he wants Joe Burrow money, in my opinion, I don't think the Lions should do that because of the limitations that he brings. But you also don't want to just throw him away because he is a really good quarterback, and those aren't out there, you know, just to draft or whatever. So what? Where where do you guys stand on the golf? extension coming up here soon
1: you got to give it to him is where i'm yeah. at i get the mobility no, no matter
3: how much money he's asking for just give it to him it's good
1: i mean that's just quarterback i don't know they're the it's a bubble that will probably pop at some point they're getting paid so much money right now yeah it's just it's just the world we're in because they're they're at such a premium there's not that many of them we saw that in the nfl across the board this year couple injuries obviously added to that but it's just a it's just it's, it's almost like a dying breed it's like good quarterbacks. I don't know what's going on. I know we have some good ones coming in the draft, but no, I think you got to give it to him. I didn't, I thought he played well. I really, I mean, the they he didn't the cost them the game. That's fantastic. for sure. No. no, I don't think you can point at golf and say he didn't do his job, um, no. which is kind of weird. Cause I thought that that was going to be the result of this game. Either. It's going to be like, man, Jared Goff is that guy or man, he really laid a dud. Yeah. I thought he played well. He missed mm-hmm. a couple throws. I mean, the one like double pass that they essentially mm-hmm. ran with Montgomery where he underthrew, um, I want to say it was Williams down the field. That was maybe a little bit of a misstep, but it was also just a really tricky play. Right. Um, and then he had the throw over Gibbs's head before the end before halftime, where which would have led to a touchdown. Other than that, I thought he played pretty well. I, mm-hmm. I think the 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 Reynolds catch should have been had. Reynolds had two big time drops that could have kept some drives alive. I thought he played well. I, yeah. I think you got to resign him, and next year will be a big tell tale to me. I mean, I don't think there's a better option in the near future for next year, if you want to maybe give Hendon Hooker another year to develop. I mean, I'm not a Hendon Hooker guy. Maybe you guys yeah. believe more in him. I don't, but I'm a golf guy. For better or worse, you know, maybe we might not ever win that Super Bowl with him at the helm, but I thought he proved some things to us this year. And against the number one defense in the league, arguably the 49ers, I thought he played a pretty damn good game. Wasn't perfect, yeah. but pretty goddamn good. They, they, it was a quarterback winning performance, and they still lost. Yeah, yeah. Golf
2: is never he 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 has the liability. He's never going to be a mobile quarterback. That's just right. that's just the way it is. But the other the other things he brings to the table, as far as I'm concerned, just my opinion, you, it's got to be Golf next year. There's no other yeah. alternatives. I mean, there's no no getting around it. And if you want him to come back next year, you got to offer him a fair contract. Now, is he going to break the bank? I don't know, but you got to pay him a fair amount of money. And for crying out loud, for what he did this year is even though he's slow and it sometimes has trouble getting out of the pocket when they put pressure on him, there are those quarterbacks that can run like that. They're at a premium that can run and throw. There's not that many that are really that good in all aspects. Goff to me, the leadership he brings to this team, the team does believe in him. I think that's got to weigh quite a bit on what they decide to do. And, If Ben Johnson's gone, there's going to have to be some serious adjustments because he definitely plays really well in that system. Those short passes, you know, the the receivers are running pinpoint routes, and he throws that short ball as good as anybody in the league. You know, he does – the deep ball, I don't quite understand it either, Matt. I mean, you've yeah. had this this problem with him. I don't understand because he's got an arm. I don't understand right. why they don't go deep more often. Is it more Johnson or is it because he doesn't think Goff can throw it deep? I, I
3: don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's a philosophy thing. They don't want to risk the deep ball, but, I mean, you got to do it every once in a while. At least keep the defense honest, right? Yeah, I'll be curious Like, if, yeah. if it sure seems like Ben Johnson's gone it'd be cool if they could keep him but sure right. it, it seems like the writing's on the wall for him to go to Washington so if whoever they bring in for offensive coordinator if him and Golf click because it, Ben Johnson and Jared Goff seemed to be the perfect combination yeah. it was working per, you know really really well
2: so let, let me pose this question Matt because we, we we know where you're at on Golf, but the, the question I have is what do you do Your opinion, what do you do? You can't give it over to Hooker. Do you draft another rookie quarterback? I don't think they're going to be able to draft high enough to get one of the good ones. So aren't they kind of, they're they're stuck. They have to stick with Goff.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, even if you are a Hendon Hooker believer, if you're a Tennessee fan that loved what he did at Tennessee, he hasn't played. I mean, he's still like, he hasn't even played. So you really have, not even in preseason you literally have no idea what he has, you know, cause he was coming off that serious injury. So yeah, you're not going to hand it over to him. He has the one year, one year left. So maybe mm-hmm. you're almost telling him like, show us that you deserve an extension. And if Ben Johnson leaves and Jared Goff stinks it up and they go, you know, eight and nine or something like that next year, and miss the playoffs and Goff isn't very good. Then maybe that's where you say, all right, well, we either look for it to sign another. We let him go and sign elsewhere, sign a veteran, something like that. But yeah, after this year, and just in my opinion, if if next year he basically does the same thing and you know plays just as well, then yeah, you got to keep him because he's well, still only like 26 well, or 27 years old, thing- so he's still got, you know, he's still in his prime. So,
1: in a perfect world, yes, I agree. Like, yeah, if if Goth had no feelings, if he was a robot, I do what you do. And that's I do what you just said. Basically, let's let them play out this last that, year. I just that's think that's the once business you, side of it. That's the business right, side. Right. Of it. Yeah, black and white. That's business. But yeah, I, I just think you're once going. you right don't don't you think once you tell golf like hey you really we still don't necessarily believe in you 100. We saw that belief how powerful it is the yeah. whole time he's been here. The fan base chanting his name, everything. I think once you put like kind of a ultimatum on him, like you got to what essentially win it, get us to the Super Bowl, or we're not going to resign you. Yeah. I just think it's bad juju. And we're talking about how this yeah. like this loss from last year. It's like how it's it could like kind of rot some of this culture that they built because it's like you start looking around like Dan Campbell, like, man, you kind of effed us and Ben Johnson's gone. And like I just think that's a that's a recipe for a disaster. Yeah, it could be. In a perfect world. Like, yeah, Ted, you laid it out kind of better than I can. Like, yeah, business like black and white, that's a perfect decision. I'm not like gung-ho about bringing back off on a big deal. You just you gotta do it. You gotta do it. There's no other choice. There's no better option, in my opinion, without making a big trade, or like I, like you guys know how I stood. I thought they should have drafted a quarterback last year, uh, right. one of the top guys. But by going with Gibbs, you made kind of a, essentially a win now team that has a running back going to be a stud for four, five, six years. I mean, they have short shelf life. You got to go for it now. Next year, it's do or die. Next year, well, you got to resign them. I'm not you know cheering for it, but you got to do it.
2: Well, it's yep. proof in the pudding, too, Matt or Matt and Jared? You know, is he going to try to break the bank? I don't have that feeling. I think if right. they pay him something that's fair, he loves this organization. He yep. loves Dan Campbell. He loves Detroit. He has made a home here, and I think that goes a long way. I really don't think he's going to
1: ask for, uh, you know, top five money. I, but I, I mean, it's, be wrong. But it's like forty million. I, he's going to he's going to get that money. I, if you're God, why would you not ask for it? it every, I don't like you have to. And I think he's going to get it. Uh, you have to get it. It's like, again, I feel like he has all the leverage. I really do. I, well, and, he's getting
2: 33 right now. So, yeah, what? how big a stretch is it to go to 40? Or 40, 42, right. 43, whatever.
1: Yeah,
3: it, it'd just be crazy to me if if they do give him top dollar like that and you put him up there and he's making as much money as Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, you know, stuff. You know that, that, that stuff will all play out. But yeah,
1: yeah, I don't know who the comp is, but Golf is due for like, I don't like Ted, maybe he was somebody way back in the day or Matt. Matt, I don't know who is like the guy who like everything on paper, like the stats, everything. It's like this guy's a really goddamn good quarterback, but for whatever reason, everybody we can't all like say like he is like up. The, it is weird when you say like yeah, Joe Bur- like he's up there with Joe Burrow, Mahomes. It's, like nobody views him that way, but at the end of the day, he's like he keeps winning, he keeps producing. It's like maybe he is up there.
2: But well, right, right now, no, right now, he's, no, put him up there. he's number 17 right now. Burrow makes 55. OK, right. so yeah, some of those if, guys are way don't up. There. You think golf should be top 10 after this year and, and what he's shown he I mean, can that's do? That's how much they make. I know.
3: Yeah, yeah they make a lot, especially guaranteed. Uh, to me, perfect world would be like a three year extension, three year extension. Yeah. You know, he, he's locked in. He's locked in that. for three years. And then, you know, you see where everyone's at after, you yeah. know, that three, four years. Because like we've said before, they're going to have to pay all these dudes, these young rookies that Brad Holmes has mm-hmm. been drafting. They're going to have to pay them. But, you know, we'll we'll see how everything plays out. Because I do think, even though I said, like, and even Dan Campbell said, you guys, we all talked about it, he was saying we might not ever be back here. And he's, I, I think he was saying that at the podium to, yeah. like, keep the guys hungry. It's an honest statement, of course, well, but yeah. it's not like, it's not like he's saying, we are not ever going to be back here. I think he's just True. keeping it real and saying, we don't know the NFL's tough. We might not be back here. And I think he's trying to like send a message to the players. Like if you liked this, hmm. you're going to now have to work harder to get back here because like, I think you said it, Jared, you're going to have a big target on your back. And there's also the side, I forget which one of you guys were saying it, but part of what made this season so magical was the magic of the whole thing. First time, you know, hosting a playoff game, winning the division, exercising all these demons and everything. You had all the stories, you know, of the the fans who had never seen a playoff game and the the family connections and just all these heartwarming stories. The Dan Campbell story, you know, coming from being a former player and the way that he goes about things. Everything was playing out like this Detroit Lions story. I had so many friends at, at work, you know, who are not Lions fans from other places tell me like, oh, we're we're rooting for the Lions because, you know, such a cool story. And it'd be really cool to see you guys win one. Now, no one gives a shit about the Lions yeah, now because right. we've been there. Now, all, all those stories are old news. You know what I mean? Like, so now next year, what's going to be the like magic? Now you're not riding that wave of, we want to host the first playoff game in Ford Field history. We want to win the North for the first time ever. We want to make win a playoff game for the first time in 30 years. You know, there's none of those Stories. So now you just got to be a good football team. Well, that's That's why why that. Well, think about that loss hurt so much. Right. It was.
1: I'm sorry, guys. I I hate saying this. I'll be ruined for next year and for the rest of my life. I always will. (laughs) It was. It was last night or bust. I hate to say that. It really feels that way. I'm sure I'll come back around in in eight months when we restart the season and we get a nice little shiny new draft pick that Brad Holmes is going to turn into a stud, but. Wow, it really felt like it was it was last night or bust. That's how it felt, at least watching the game to me. Yeah. I, and do, do you guys think part of the shine is off on on Dan Campbell? I mean, how is it not? It's like think about it's so hard to get 100% belief in your coach. I I don't even know if Kyle Shanahan has that. I don't even know if right. Bill Belichick had that. They had that this year, and if they if they didn't lose the game, how even if they lost it, like let's say how the Ravens lost their game versus the Chiefs. I think he still would have 100% belief, but anybody with a brain, I get Jared Goss out there saying the right things on the podium. But right, I mean, we we had our disagreements on whether he should have went for it or not. But in that locker room, don't you think there's a little bit of a crack in the foundation that, let's say they go, they do the same thing next year and they and they get bounced in round one of the playoffs, I think people start viewing him and this entire regime differently. That was a shit show last night, and we'll never forget it. Worst loss of your lifetime, Ted. You said that.
3: I know. I, know. Well, I mean, Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons in that twenty-eight to three Super Bowl comeback loss. So, right as everyone views Kyle Shanahan as one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, but he does still have that on him. People, even Bill Belichick, I think most people agree that he's the best coach in NFL history. But people are questioning him. What has he done without Tom Brady? You know, there's some people saying that maybe he's not the greatest because really it was just Tom Brady that made him the greatest. So I I wondered that too, Jared, if, you know, yes, golf was up there saying this, the, the right things. I saw St. Brown and even Panay Sewell saying all the right things. And those, all those quotes you saw all during this playoff run from Frank Ragnow, Taylor Decker, all these guys talking about how much they love Campbell, best leader they've ever been around, you know, all those cool quotes about Dan Campbell that are still true. Um, they, they still believe that and feel that way, but you do wonder next year, the first big game that he's going for it on fourth down when he could be kicking a field goal, right. what's everyone going to talk about? Oh, that NFC championship game. Remember when this backfired? So are the players going to be thinking about that? You know, like you, you wonder at the whole shine thing, you know, you're not going to be a hundred percent getting those fourth down conversions, but right. Are people going to start questioning? like, Hey, Dan, it worked, but now let's try and be smarter. Like, are, you know, are people going to start saying, listen, we got there riding the the gambling Dan thing and, you know, doing all that stuff. But now, all right, if we want to be a real Super Bowl contender, we can't be tempting fate all the time and and going for all these crazy fourth downs against the Cowboys. They go for two, go for two, go for two. After all that, that crazy sequence. Like, yeah, I, I kind of get what you're saying. Like our players even going to start to be like, Hey man, we, you got to play. Yeah. There's analytics and there's all this other stuff that, that people follow. But at some point we got to just take the points and kick the field goal. So are they going to draft a kicker? Is that what's going to happen? They have all this cap space. Are they going to go out there and try and sign a kicker that they trust? You know? So I, I tend to think, I think the players are going to continue to believe in Dan Campbell because of how much they do believe in Dan Campbell. But the first time that he goes for a fourth down and they don't get it and it comes back to maybe lose him a game, it's gonna be back to dude, what are you doing? The, players um, can love players can love you all they want, but if you continue losing games for your team, I mean it only it, it only goes so far, thing, you know.
1: The thing that I think makes me feel better about it and it, why I think maybe that won't happen is the leaders they do have in that locker room, Amon sure. Ra, Sewell, off. Uh, who am I missing? Other big ones: Ragnar, Decker, Anzalone. Hutchinson. Yeah, yeah. It's just like guys who are like good dudes who I don't think would would turn on Campbell like that. No, and right Campbell's no. like crying at the podium, man. It's like you know he feels worse about how that game planned out than anybody. It's like I mean, we we're here, you know, bitching 100%. about it, I and mean, he lived it, man. And yeah. yeah, and you knew it. It took a toll on him. He's walking out with Teddy Bridgewater a- after the game. I, I have one uh, uh, one more question on the game. Did you guys see uh, CJ Gardner and Johnson basically waving goodbye to yeah. the 49ers on the sideline? Yeah. I, I go back and forth on him. I, I, I never said it on the pod and I kind of regret it. Is he's been talking a lot of trash this whole year. And you knew, like, at least I, I never said it. So I can't even take credit. You knew it was going to bite us at some point.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: it, and, and it, and it seems like it did during that game. I don't know what the hell he's doing. Up by two scores. What's I, the that point? Game, <laughs> like, it was just so funny. But. But I also think that there's guys like that that when you have them on your team the kind of the, the the like trash talkers, the dogs, if you want to call them that. Like I think there's a pot, like there's a positive thing to that where he seems to believe like he's the best player on the field, and I think some of the defense kind of rallied behind it and the team. And so I think it's it's the plus and the minuses there where you get stupid shit like where he's waving to the fans and basically just tempting the football guys. I said that twice now by waving goodbye to the 49ers midway through the second quarter. But also, I think you get some of the trash talk and some of that sort of stuff, like the Baker Mayfield. Right. I think he brings a, legible, a edge mm. to your defense. So, where do you guys where are you guys at with him? And would you be looking to move him, or are you okay with him?
3: Well, he he's a free agent this year, so we'll we'll see how I much the Lions, yeah, yeah, we'll see how much they believe in him. Whether they sign him and bring him back, I'm fine letting him go. He's a good player. Um, he gets hurt all the time. He was only healthy half the year. He had that issue with the Eagles too. He was hurt all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. He brings an edge, talks that trash and everything. I, I I don't mind that it just, he doesn't seem to fit on the defense. I don't, there's something I'm just like, you know, you're not like, uh, and I don't really mind cam Sutton. I think he's a solid corner. I don't think it should be a number one. Right. He's a solid, like number two, but so like, I'd be fine keeping him Gardner Johnson to me, just eh, doesn't fit. I'd be fine. Not paying him. Let him go.
2: Yeah. I'd go either way on that, but if it if it cost him a lot of money, let him go. And you gotta draft a cornerback, number one. Yeah, you've got to be a stud out or there. D-line. In the SEC D line. Uh, I mean, it was clear.
3: We've we've been saying it all year. Hutchinson needs help. I mean, James yeah. Houston getting hurt early in the year definitely didn't didn't help. Um, but they they need to get Hutchinson some help. He he had a couple pass deflections, but I don't think really otherwise he did much else last night. It was clear. I was I made a point to watch like mm-hmm. specifically watch him a couple possessions, he was getting doubled and chipped every single play. George Kittle would either chip him and then go out for his route, or they would just straight up double team Hutchinson. And I think one thing too, Purdy, maybe it was a halftime adjustment. We know Hutchinson has that speed. He would get deep off the edge. And because Lions defensive line isn't all that great, it would just leave a gap. You know, he would get so deep. He would, okay, put a little pressure on Purdy. But then there was no one there to back him up and Purdy would take off for 10, 15 yards or whatever. So I think that would help if they had a couple other, you know, solid defensive linemen. They've got like 60 million in cap space, more than anyone else in the league. So they're going to have draft picks. They've got cap space, like I just said. So um, they're, they're going to be able to do some stuff. So maybe, hopefully, that what you kind of teed up, Jared, are people going to continue to believe in Dan Campbell? or Are they going to jump ship? Hopefully, people still believe in Dan Campbell. So hopefully, free agents are like, "Yeah, I want to go play in Detroit. I want to go play for this guy." Right. And they can, because yeah, D line. You, you said secondary. Um, you know, offensive line. You know, you can always use depth there. Right. But they they need some they need some help on defense. Look. Am, am look, I? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna
2: say, you know, Dan Campbell. He's beloved, and and he is definitely still. One game's not going to tell his tale. Yeah, we'll, right. we'll we'll know the Dan Campbell story two or three years down the road, but people are still going to want to come play for that guy. They love him and they yeah. love the way he plays the game as a coach. So, yeah, that's who, my opinion. who
1: doesn't love, who doesn't love Campbell? Um, he, right. you're exactly right. I, I, I'm overreacting. That's what that's what a podcast is. I mean, I, I went through the archives yeah. recently and it's like, man, I mean, if it's that's that's what this is, <laughs> you yes. yeah, you fire from the hip, it's what you it's what you feel in the moment. And that's how I feel. I, I just worry about it. Um, yeah. The one thing yeah. that I was a bit disappointed, in, I don't, I don't want to be the hutch hater. I'm not the hutch hater. I'm not a hutch hater. I love hutch. <laughs> I thought he was in for a big game when he started the game with those two uh, pass breakup or pass deflection swats, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. I mean, he ended up with basically what, what Mark Titus uh, calls a trillion. He, you know, he played every, he played all the all all game and didn't record a single stat. Zeros Ooh. across the board, other than those two breakups. I thought we were due for him having a big game. I really did. I mean, he, and, and I know he gets doubled. He needs help. He needs help. We need help everywhere on that goddamn defense. Yeah. But I just, I thought he was going to make a big play, especially when we are sliding uh, in that third and fourth quarter. I thought he was going to have a big sack that was going to kind of revitalize this team. I was counting on it. So the point where I was like watching him, like I was watching about yeah. these slaps and it's just like, he's not even getting home. And then when he is, he's, he's leaving big rushing lanes for Purdy to escape. I, th- I thought we were in for more and, and it just shows, I think he still has, you know, a lot of ways to grow and I think he's still a damn good player, but you just saw the difference between him and Nick Bosa. I mean, Nick Bosa, two sacks, he's getting doubled same way, but he just
3: got another step to
1: take. And, and I thought we were going to take it um, last night, but it, it just, he's not ready yet. He's still young.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's only his second year. And obviously we've said a number of times now on the podcast and today he needs some help on the defensive line, but right. I'm sure he can look at the tape and maybe get coached up a little bit, or maybe watch a guy like Nick Bosa and be like, all right, what's he doing? That's that I'm not doing, you know, or something like that. But anyone at this point, I know I'm not saying that you are a hater, but anyone at this point who is still a Hutchinson hater, that's just what you are. You're, you're a hater because he's proven that he's he's one of the best defensive ends in the league. He just, you know, it'd be nice. Like the Niners had Nick Bosa and they went out and got chase young. You know, they were like, you can't have just one guy. You've got to have more than one guy on the defensive line.
1: And I'm ha- all mean, right. Well, sorry. No, go um, ahead. I'm I'm happy that they didn't sign Chase Young. I mean, there's oh, a oh yeah, team yeah, circling sure. around sure. where his effort was piss poor. And that's what irritates yeah. me about the swing of momentum on that fourth down. That was the effort that they were giving. Greenlaw's slamming his helmet on the sideline, like they right. were done. <laughs> just keep just god damn it, cooked. make it a three-star game. Um, well, do you?
3: I'm curious. So, before we yeah sign off on the Lions, Ted. I mean, you've watched a zillion football games. Jared, you have too. Yeah. But Dan Campbell, after the game, you know, of course, asked that, but, you know what about those fourth down calls. And you know, I, I'm sure you guys saw the clip. But he basically he said a lot of stuff. But one of the things he said was that the 49ers bleed the clock out when their offense is going well. They bleed the clock out with McCaffrey with mm-hmm. Debo. They can just bludgeon you, you know, by running those guys short passes with Purdy. And he said he wanted to take back momentum. You you keep talking about momentum, Jared, and, and rightfully so. But Dan Campbell was saying with those fourth down calls, he was trying to take the game. Like, you know, we, we talk about, you don't play to right. lose. You play to win. And he was playing to win. He saw that things were starting to flip. He saw that the 49ers were getting momentum. So, one, he doesn't have the best kicker in the league. Two, they're really good at fourth downs. So he was like... I want to win this game. If if I go for a kick and we miss, I'm sending a message to my offense and they're just getting momentum back going the other way. Let's go get this fourth down and win the game. They're in the Super Bowl if Josh Reynolds catches that ball. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I saw some people saying, like, uh, it, you know, golf was scrambling and he threw a dart and it was not a dart you know Reynolds <laughs> you, I, you know he was falling a little bit he, man you're you're a professional wide receiver and he's been Reynolds has been good this year he's been, he's been a good receiver this year so yes he has you know I, I don't have any problem with it because of that you know Campbell saying I was trying to win the game I mean we had to do something to win the game and just didn't right. execute
2: well we're gonna see what kind of coach he really is if he loses any of these coordinators he has right now, especially Ben Johnson, right? I mean, we'll we'll see what Dan Campbell can do and what they, if he can keep this team together. So I I have confidence in him. I really think he's a solid coach and he's exactly what the lions needed. You know, did they get the job done yesterday? No, but I I don't put the blame on Campbell at least, you know, not a hundred percent for sure.
3: So, yeah, I just wanted to real quick, uh, I mentioned that that Facebook post that we did, um, we did have quite a few comments. So we always appreciate everyone who interacts with us on social media. Give us a follow, if you don't, at 3 Point Pod on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. And we definitely always, like I said, appreciate the interaction. So Chris Hoffacker said, a couple drops in a fumble away, need lockdown corners and another pass rusher, and they will be back. Basically the same thing that, that the three of us are saying. Kirk Norton, he had a little bit longer of a thought on the whole Dan Campbell situation and the calls that he was making. As usual in football, if those decisions work out, Dan Campbell is a genius. Let's maybe blame the poor tackling, dropped passes, dropped interceptions, a fumble, throwing the ball away into or throwing the ball only into the middle of the field with three minutes left down two scores, the decision to run on third down and use a timeout lions are all we got now for next year better hope they retain a lot of the roster harbaugh the michigan man is doing everything he can to destroy what remains in ann arbor so we'll talk about that situation later but but he's right he's basically saying it's not just the dan Campbell thing there were a lot of other things uh, that played into the lions losing and uh i'll just read one more we did have a few more but i'll read i'll read one more john peterson Um, someone who always interacts with us a lot on on social media. I don't blame Campbell at all for his fourth down decisions. If Reynolds catches the first one, who knows what happens. Maybe that jump starts the offense and they get a touchdown. The Gibbs fumble stings, the drop passes were devastating, and the ball hitting that dude in the face mask and having it bounce right into Ayuk's hands is just awful. Lastly, running the ball on third down and having to burn a timeout was asinine. You absolutely needed all three timeouts on defense. So, Overall, uh, even looking at the the other comments on that post, most people kind of were in the same mindset as we are. Can't blame Dan Campbell. There was a lot of other things that went in to the Lions losing that game last night. Who knows? Maybe maybe we'll look back on this, like uh Michigan in the, the playoff yeah. three years ago against Georgia, just got run off the field and it was like, All right, cool season. Michigan not quite there yet. Obviously, now three years later, they won the national title. So maybe. We'll look back in a couple of years and be like, man, that, that NFC title game against the Niners, that was wild. But all right, they figured some stuff out. <laughs> Let's hope I hope so. you guys are
1: right. I've always been negative. <laughs> I hope you guys are right. But God, that, that's hey, one that's going to stick with you for a while, for a lifetime, probably. For sure.
2: At least they didn't lose the Super Bowl that way, right? I mean, right. when teams lose Super Bowls, they tend to just kind of fade away, kind of like the Eagles this year. And yeah. we'll see if they can ever regain it back. But, uh, I don't know. I'm not gonna be thinking of NFL football probably until I go on my trip out west, you know? Yep. And I'll, I'll soak up some of the atmosphere in Vegas, but it won't quite be the same, obviously, without the Lions there. Well, you know, uh, Jim Harbaugh had some news. So why don't we just take a real short break and get back and talk a little bit about that and a few other things in sport.
4: It's much more than a gym. It's the Memorial Healthcare Wellness Center, Stocked with a wide array of -of state-of-the-art cardio and strength equipment, the Wellness Center also offers a variety of fitness classes. Run, jog, or get your steps in on the raised sky track with views of the entire Memorial campus. As part of your membership, enjoy the spa-like locker rooms with private showers. Also included is use of the steam rooms, saunas, and therapy pool. For more details, go online at memorialhealthcare.org or call 989- 720
2: care Nelson House Funeral Homes number 1 goal is to serve the families in our area The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability integrity, and compassion. Unique service representing unique lives, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. Founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chessonine, and New Lothrop. For more details, find them at nelson-house.com or call 989-723-5234.
5: Success Group Mortgage and Servicing is Shiawassee County's only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products not found anywhere else. If you are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a call. 989-720-4380. That's 989-720-4380.
2: All right, guys, it came down to kind of the last minute, some negotiations. I had just one little sliver of hope that Jim might come back, but the writing was on the wall. He's going to the chargers. He wants that super bowl, uh, Vince Lombardi trophy. Obviously he said in his interviews, uh, yeah. And just thoughts on that, you know?
3: Yeah. I think you said the sliver of hope. I think now really being realistic about it. That's all Mm -hmm. it was, you know, people were getting pissed and, you know, I was a little frustrated too, because some of the reports were that Michigan wasn't giving him what he wanted with right. his contract. And if that was the case, then it. I think it's fair to be a little bit like, what are you doing? Like you have possibly the best coach in all of football right now. Give him whatever he wants and sign him. But then, you know, it kind of comes out that Michigan was. They were basically giving him everything he wanted in his contract. And I think ultimately that, that itch to go for another Super Bowl won out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, you you saw Jim Harbaugh. they interviewed him before um the Ravens playoff game, and you've seen other interviews where he almost I don't know about you guys, but in in those interviews he almost seems like re revitalized. you know yeah. he's so excited to be back. I, th- I think he loves football so much, but knows college football's great. the national championship's great. Michigan football is great. NFL is king. to have a chance, you know, he's sitting there watching his brother. Coaching the playoffs, going for a Super Bowl. And you know, now that he has a chance, he seems to really love Justin Herbert. You know, I, I think ultimately there was no shot he was gonna be at Michigan for the rest of his life, like we all kind of hoped. So, you know, it kind of stinks because it seems like we were in a spot right now where we could rattle off a, a few handful of, you know, 100%. maybe not in a dynasty, but you know, we're set up pretty good. And now Jesse Minter's gone, defensive coordinator. Strength and conditioning coach is gone, which was a big deal for this team. Harbaugh's obviously gone, so Sharon Moore um, lost a lot of talent and some really good coaches. He's going to have some work cut out for him. But so, current national champions, we got to remember that.
2: Right? Do you do you you (laughs) think that was a slam dunk, automatic hire with Sharon Moore? I think I personally think they had to make that hire. Right. But I but I also have some hesitations because you know they. We watched what he could do when Harbaugh wasn't there, but Harbaugh was there all
3: week, right? I feel like that's – I think that's the thing a lot of people are forgetting. All the credit. It's not poo-pooing on what Sharon Moore did. Right. But Jim Harbaugh was still there that whole week. He just wasn't there on game day. Exactly. So, like, we're about to see what Sharon Moore can do when he is the full-time head coach. I think he'll be a good coach, but Mm – yeah, that, sorry to jump in on you. I, I feel no. like people almost forgot that part of him coaching right. in those wins.
1: Right. It, God, it sucked. I mean, you know, it's funny. <laughs> we talk about how, how great of a fall it was, it was and it was. <laughs> but my God, this is the best fall we've ever had. It still kind of sucked for a few different ways. I mean, Corona loses in the championship game. Right. We thought they could have won. Harbaugh wins the title, then he's out as soon as he wins it. Lions' season from heaven ends in hell. I, I don't know. Maybe it was the worst outfall. Yeah, maybe but, we got
3: to rethink that. Right. <laughs> yeah. The biggest tease ever. It could have been. That.
1: Yeah, it's um, it sucked. I don't know. And and so, yeah, it's, it's it, it. I would have been pissed. I think everybody would have been if the administration didn't give him what he wanted. It seems like they did. Um, I don't know. It, like he was gone. We knew he was gone. I just it still was yeah. a gut punch when he eventually did it. Mm-hmm. I, I I was holding off hope up until it finally happened that he was going to stay, uh, but he left. It kind of reminded me a lot of when the lions lost last night, all the people who I saw, it was a great tweet. Is like people who are like puking sunshine right now about the future. Like, what are you talking about? Throw Moore is the man for the job. He's going to be a damn good coach, but we throw Jim Harbaugh up there with like the greatest coaches ever. We see right. the gap from urban Meyer to Ryan day. Ryan day's lost like mm-hmm. five games. But it, it's still a big gap between winning those national titles and being a good, good, solid program. Michigan will be a good, solid program. They're not going to be what they were with Harbaugh, in my opinion. I hope they will, especially not next year. I mean, they got a lot of holes to fill. Show Moore's X's and O's. Man, he's up there with Ben Johnson and calling plays. But there's a lot more that goes into coaching a football program than calling plays. And that's what Harbaugh was good at. He was a CEO in that respect, where mm-hmm. he knew how to assemble a goddamn good staff, knew how to get the right recruits, knew how to develop them. Um, we'll see. I'm excited to see what the chapter will hold, but I'm not going to be excited for it until we're you know getting ready for the Michigan run out for their first home game of the year next year under the banner. I'm more so mourning the loss of Harbaugh because man, you said it, Matt. It really seemed like if he came back, this was going to be a dynasty. I'm going to say it, yeah. dynasty. But the one little silver lining is I kind of like that Harbaugh left on top. Now you can never yeah. take him down. State camp, Ohio State camp, NCAA camp. He retired on top and there's also something to be something to be said for that too
3: yeah yeah I, that, that it's a good point what you said that people are almost as much as Michigan fans and you know a lot of other uh, people are now saying it how good of a coach Harbaugh is one of the best in football not just for his success in the NFL but in college so I, I thought about that too when people just give it to Sharon Moore. He he deserved it. That should have been the guy. You didn't want everything to fall apart. Kids to start transferring and, you know, everything else, what you see at other programs, you give him the job, you hope things keep rolling along, but it was kind of like, man, everyone just acting like Michigan's going to be right back in the national title really? game next year. It, they are losing Jim Harbaugh. The person that you're saying is one of the best coaches in all of football. So that's not just going to like not matter if any, and they're losing, I mean, probably one of the hottest up-and-coming defensive coordinators. Yeah, right, yeah. Bit, Heisman Trophy quarterback and running back and just everything. So strength coach, strength coach. <laughs> There's going to be a little bit of a drop off, even if Sean Moore yeah. does end up being a really good head coach. But now here, they do have eight I, home games. Thank goodness.
1: Yeah, helps. Here's this is what I was thinking about though. We had we had we finally reached the mountaintop with Michigan. Where I'm at for the rest of my life as a Michigan fan, there, there would be something so sweet with all the shit we're talking about if they ran the table again next year. Not, not win the <laughs> national title, but if they won the Big Ten next year. And it was like, you know, you thought we were done, but we had one last twist of the knife as this top premier program, number one program in the country. We gave you one last twist before the roller coaster started going down. That's where I'm at. If, you, if they gave me one more magical year, you know what? Wow. You guys did your job. It was awesome. I love Michigan football for life. How sweet would one more kind of ride be? Am I alone on that?
2: You're alone on the likelihood of it. I'll tell you that much. Well,
1: yeah. Well, that's what makes it so magical. Like Ohio State's assembling the dream team with NIL, 13 million new staff members, this new conference. Like it just would be one last laugh if we got one more year of this ride, man. Fire up
3: the victors, baby. I've so, a feeling we're we're not going to be as excited on the podcast about Michigan football right. next year. I'm not yeah. saying they're going to be, you know, a three-win team, but right. just something been... to
1: think about heading into next year. It really like this it, one last ride it, it it would I mean, Bay's fired, James Franklin's fired, like it could burn down the conference. Wow.
2: I, I don't know. I like just, how you just think. Go for it. <laughs> It perks me up a little bit after last night.
3: <laughs> luckily, luckily, there's a lot of guys coming back on that defense. They're going to yeah. be able to hang their hat on the defense. The offense, we'll 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 figure that out when the time comes, I
0: guess. Right. And it
1: seems like Sharon Moore is going to keep the the Smash Mouth identity, which yeah. we all rude to love. I never right. thought I would say that, but I love it. I want nothing else for a football team.
2: Well, we saw it with the Lions. You keep building those big hogs up front, man, yep. and that's what Moore likes to do. Likes to have those big offensive linemen. And if Michigan has that kind of, uh, you know, those kind of players every year, they'll be solid. And why yep. not smash it? Yeah, it yep. works. Yeah, I love it. All, all right, uh, you know, let's slip into a little basketball. Uh, I don't don't have to be in it for very long, but Michigan continues to tumble, losing to Iowa at Chrysler by ten. Uh, you know, and Wisconsin, a, a pretty easy win over Michigan State, kind of a bad week for our Big Ten teams.
3: I mean, Michigan State, the, I, I'm going to assume they're still going to make the tournament, but they're starting to flirt with being a bubble team. I yes, mean, they are. If they, if they start, if they continue to lose some of these games, you know, I like we've said before, Come come March, they usually seem to figure it out, especially Big Ten tournament, they'll win a couple games, and then they'll be fine. They'll end up being a, four or five seed or something like that. But, you know, you, you, we say that now, but if they keep slipping up in some of these games, they might Joe Lenardi might start putting them in the first four out and you don't want to see that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh
1: Yeah. I, I, I've been trying to get into it, man. Maybe like you said, Ted, I, I, I can't even think about football for, for a couple of weeks until right. rolls around. So maybe this is where I really need to dive in and start watching some more ball um, and, and see where we're at Michigan state. Just give me that Michigan Michigan State game and let's get let's get Juan. I've been out of Juwan. Matt, I respect that you're not ready to jump off yet. If, if, if this whole, if this whole regime swings back around, I'll never question one of your takes ever again. I promise. Because <laughs> wow. I appreciate that you're you're still riding it. Okay. And it, okay. it's not dead yet. It's not. But in my opinion, what could be Juwan's last year, if we got one last win over state in Izzo in a in a season that's been from hell, like that's kind of keeping me going as well. Uh, and keeping keeping my heartbeat rolling. So,
2: well, we are recording this on Monday. I think they play at Breslin Tuesday night, don't they? Uh, Nine o'clock. Do they play tomorrow, tomorrow night. Yeah,
3: <laughs> this is this is idea. how dialed in we are. Yeah, they play the thirtieth. Uh, yes, yeah, so tomorrow <laughs> at Breslin. So, all right. I'm pretty sure. Again, this is how dialed in we are. I'm pretty sure Doug McDaniel's uh, road game suspensions is it are older? still going. So oh. I don't think he's going to be playing tomorrow night. So that might not happen. Him, him being on the court at home at Chrysler, you know, they could yeah. maybe pull that upset. Yeah, and you're right, maybe. they do that. I'm good on the season. Go, go ahead and miss the tournament. It just beat MSU one time, and and I'm now now I'm starting to sound like, what Dude, Michigan State football I, fans do.
1: I mean, I'll be watching. I hope they can win, but God, that's going to make this week even more fucking hell. I didn't <laughs> when, know that Michigan State
3: runs them oh. off the court.
1: Oh yeah, Breslin's gonna be popping, gonna be it rolling, is. man. I I can see it now. Ugh.
3: It is. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot. So yeah, again, this is this is we're exposing ourselves on how plugged in we are to college <laughs> basketball. Nine <laughs> o'clock. This is this is the one that's on the Peacock app. I, oh, I, I remember that one of them was on Peacock. So you're gonna have, you're gonna have to sign up for Peacock if you want to watch it. Because <laughs> I, I can't oh, watch
2: boy. it. Just oh boy. It. Well. I will watch it. I got Peacock, so I'll be able to tune in. But yeah, yeah. well, I'll tell you what, fellas, let's, uh, unless you got anything else in the world of sports, let's take another short break and have our prep spotlight presented by Jacobs Insurance Agency.
3: Jacobs Insurance Agency has served Shiawassee County and the surrounding areas since 1977. Just like Three Point Podcasts, we've had three generations, Gary Jacobs Sr., Gary Jacobs II, Brian Jacobs, and myself, Noah Jacobs, serving our community with offices in Waterford and Owasso on M21, just west of Home Depot. Stop in or go online to jacobsinsurance.com to get a quote or get your questions answered by our team. Jacobs Insurance is a proud supporter of our local schools and the proud sponsor of the Prep Spotlight. Ensure everything, local, independent, and trusted. It's our family working together to protect yours. That's the Jacobs way.
2: All right, guys, we'll jump right into it. Again, thanks to Jacobs Insurance. Uh, Noah Jacobs was at the PA last Friday night over at Corona's. The Cavaliers took care of business against Owasso. 81 to 43, 18 triples in that game officially. I think I had posted 17, but it was actually 18. And that's uh, Jim Woodworth. I think Corey Shook was on board for this game. 50 bucks per, per three-pointer? Ouch. Yeah. Better get some advertising out of that. We'll, we'll have to give him some extra love.
3: Yeah, I think I saw Jim Jim posted something like, because he, he put this out there at the beginning of the season, that he was going to do this fundraiser. I think he said something like he had budgeted, that they would make like 63s totally, and they, yeah. they've already basically hit that and they still have whatever four or five games left in the season. So, right. uh, yeah, they're, they're going to surpass his budgeted amount, I would say.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, Braylon Sosha had a big game with 25. Wyatt Bauer had 17. And, you know, I, I put a few pictures on Twitter. It was a uh, Jerome Murphy night. That was oh, kind of yeah. cool to see. You know, I, I was telling the boys, I joined Casey and Joe at halftime and, and chatted with them for a little bit, you know, and it was it was classic because you know we all know Murph, kind of soft-spoken guy, you know, kind of quiet, but man, he was soaking it up. He was waving to the crowd. It was it was really cool to see and well deserved.
3: Yeah, it's cool love to the see shirt. someone who, yeah, he he deserves getting that type of fanfare on his way out.
1: Yeah, the shirts were great, man. Uh, yeah. the, they were. The Murph. Just a just a 34 years man it seems like he's been doing it for 70 years he will missed <laughs> I mean that's just somebody you knew you know all that we saw on the the shirt whatever 10 12 different schools that he covered you knew if it was a big game Jerome's gonna be there on the beat covering it uh and just Absolutely. a good dude you know yeah. he always had you know a smile on his face same guy every time you saw him just a heart of gold so he's gonna be missed
2: and you know what else? Uh, kind of underrated. I mean, he, he's an excellent writer. He right, yeah. he wrote wrote up the games really well. I thought, you know, and yep. kind of gave you that personal touch to it. So he'll be he'll he'll be my
1: missing. one complaint. I wish they he should have had one last ride writing uh, on Friday night. Yeah, that was my one complaint. Gave him one last <laughs> article, Michigan or Corona versus Waso. They're honoring the Murph. I would have liked to have seen what he would have done with the pen uh, after that game.
2: Yeah. Uh, some of the other games, guys, Chessonine down Mount Morris, uh, 48-47. So the Indians stay undefeated. We, we're going to make some connections with their head coach and try to get him on our next podcast. Mason Strzok, who's having a great year, had 22 in that one. Durand, uh, a two-point win over Montrose, 69-67. The Railroaders having another good season, 10-4. and And it was Perry over Saranac, 61-53. DJ Jinx, one of the better players in our area, finished with 24 points. In uh, girls basketball, Waso uh, split as they defeated Corona, 47-24. Peyton Spicer had 15 for the Trojans. Ovid Elsie down New Lothrop, 52-37. to The Marauders improved to 10-1. and Here's a here's one we haven't talked about before, guys, and I, I think it's really good. You know, since Title IX came into place in the 70s, it, it's been amazing to see the rise of girls sports. And I don't know what you thought, but in wrestling, sometimes they would have girls wrestle guys and I just I'm an old timer I don't know I just didn't kind of warm up to that but now they've got girls have their own wrestling teams you know and there was a a big invitational at Ovid Elsie 138 contestants and I mean I bet that was awesome to see great for the girls
3: yeah that is cool does does every school have a team? Or do you have to have a certain amount of... um I don't think they do yet, but they're yeah. working on it. It's one of yeah. those programs that they're trying to get
2: developed. Chesanine's Crystal Loose uh, was the winner at 144 pounds. Ovidelce had a couple winners. Kaya Spice, who I just saw, she was named the Athlete of the Week in the Argus. She's a five five uh, sport athlete. You don't okay. do that very often in yeah. high school. And then she's going... She's, she's a solid wrestler. She's the daughter of their wrestling coach. She's going to... uh I forget what sport it might be swimming but she's going to Hawaii Hawaii oh, okay. Hilo and that's where she's going to go to school. That's pretty cool perk right there. I would say so, yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> a, l- a little bit ways from home, but
2: Absol- pretty cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Her and uh, Madison Miller both won. On the boys' side, New Lothrop beat Chesanine 52-24, and Byron 78-6 to in swimming. Owasso swim team swept the relay events, downing Holly 126-50, to and in bowling, New Lothrop rolled past Montrose boys and girls. Isabella Diltz had a 245 game, and... Ashton Andres had a two forty one on the boy side. Both of those bowlers could kick my butt. I'm always happy when I just break a hundred. I don't know
1: about you guys,
3: break a hundred and yeah, you got to hit triple digits. <laughs> you got to at least at least push one fifty, get up towards two hundred.
1: I've never been a good bowler, man.
2: Never. It, it's, it's consistency. It's just like golf, you know. You know how it is. Muscle memory. It. You just got to yeah. do it a lot. Uh, Castle game of the week coming up this week, Friday February second at seven o'clock. Chesanine, those unbeaten Indians take on the Montrose Rams. So join Casey and Joe for that uh, guys. I don't know if we're and that again was the prep spotlight presented by Jacobs insurance. I know we're going uh, a little long again, but I got a couple quickies on uh, a If we want to throw anything out there, you guys. Yeah, let's, so let's do it. I've, I've got a couple too. All right, let's take another pause and we'll be right back to finish it up. Hey gang, please consider a donation to the ALS Association Michigan Chapter, serving people with ALS and their families since 1988. There still is no cure for Lou Gehrig's disease, and every 90 minutes, someone is diagnosed with ALS. For more details, go online at webmi.alsa.org. All right, I'll start with... I'll I'll just give one tonight, maybe a second one real quick. Uh, You know, we learned... Quite a while ago on this podcast, not to really talk politics, and another no-no is talk religion, right? Everybody has their opinions on politics and religion, but I've come across the show. It's been out for a while and started watching it, and it's a three out of three, and it's called The Chosen. I don't know if you guys, you obviously probably have heard about it. No, it's the story. It's the story of Jesus and his followers, but it's done in series fashion. And it kind of follows along to his story. I mean, I'm I'm gotta tell you guys, this is it, it's just fantastic. The way the actors are great, the actor that plays Jesus, it's it's amazing. I mean, it's kind of enlightened me a little bit. And, right. it, and, and it's just it's really, really well done. You don't even have to be overly religious, you don't you can be any religion there is, it's his story, you know, right. as told in the New Testament. But it's very well written, very well acted. I, I can't say enough for it, man. Like I said, 3.0 on the three-point scale. Where where do you watch it? I caught it first, season one on Netflix. It's still oh, okay. on Netflix. And, season, and all three seasons so far are on Prime, and they've got a fourth oh, okay. season coming out here shortly. So you can catch up on the first three seasons on either Netflix or Prime.
3: Yeah, and yeah, not, not making like a statement here or anything, but is the show, you said, is it pushing religion or is it just like – Telling the story, it's telling oh. the story. It's, right. Because I was going to say that that would turn some people off if it was like we're we're trying to push right. you into religion. If it's just no. telling the story, then yep. yeah, that could be you know really really interesting. It, it's especially if you have a background, you kind of know what's happening.
2: You know, I'm not going to say I'm the the world's uh, most devout religious person but i know the story of jesus and you know and there's been many stories that, that have been portrayed out there like uh, the last temptation of christ and the one that mel gibson did which yeah. was real tough to watch yeah, but yeah. this was well well done as like i said it's the whole story it, it kind of gives you the background of the apostles how we met them their backstory it, it's really cool yeah that would be
1: interesting i'm intrigued i'm, I'm yeah. intrigued I might have I think check you would like out. it, Jared. Yeah. How, it so, out. how slow are they? I mean, we know the ending of the story, so right. uh, there's gonna they're gonna keep pushing out seasons until until they get to that point, or or would you think they have a set number of seasons they're gonna have this show run?
2: No, I I did look it up a little bit. They're gonna they're gonna run it all the way up through uh, the resurrection, but uh, right now it's it's still planting the story of of picking up apostles dealing with the Romans. You know, dealing with the different Pharisees and, and seeing what really, at least to the to the author of this series, what went on behind the scenes, you know, how it all came together and how he dealt with his with his following. It's it, I can't even give it enough praise. It's it's so well done.
3: Interesting. Yeah.
2: I mean, so it's I, definitely
3: no matter how you feel on on the, the you know, that the story or whatever, the story is super interesting. Of, it is jesus oh, yeah. christ and everything so yeah and if you, heard, if, if you
2: give it a couple episodes and i think you'll be sucked in for sure
1: right i'll throw mine out real quick and then ted if you have one and then matt you mentioned you had a couple just real quick just because it's in kind of a similar vein uh i've heard that lord of the rings has a lot hmm. of basically is basically almost it's a religious story essentially where it's pulling there's a lot of comparisons being made between jesus's story or whatever religion. The, i'm guessing the catholic or christian version of jesus yeah, story so like lord of the rings and how they have these nine guys going on this adventure frodo getting compared to jesus all this stuff so cool. i gave lord of the rings a shot i watched the first movie oh wow uh fellowship of the ring pretty solid <laughs> i'll be honest i get i get it i get why people love it i do i'm a, I'm gonna a, at this point i gotta watch the next two movies just so that i've watched them but what blew me away man the cgi for 2000 i'm sure they've remastered it probably since then but Really, no cheesy CGI scenes like I was expecting. It's impressive how they pulled that off. The art, the battles are awesome. It's kind of constant action. The crew they assemble you got Charlie from Lost, you got Rudy, Aston, you got Frodo, you got a a lot of other, you know, Ned Stark from Game of Thrones in this, whatever, the the crew of nine Gandalf. I'm for it. I don't know where the story is going to leave or going to end after the third movie, but I'm, I'm along for the ride. So this is part number one of Teddertainment of Lord of the Rings. 2.5 <laughs> stars on Fellowship of the Ring. Nice. We'll see how I feel after the next two.
3: It's funny that, that those come up. I don't think those have ever come up on Teddertainment tonight, nope. which is funny. Are you guys we've fans? Come, have you seen them? I am. So those, those were big. I'd be curious to hear what Ted says, but um, they were big when I was in high school, college. And and you guys know I've, I've said on here before, I'm not a big fantasy type of Star Wars you know, superhero movie type of guy, but Lord of the Rings, for some reason, I, I really like those. I I've watched them a number of times. I haven't watched them in a really long time. So maybe this will, this will make me want to fire them up again. But I mean, again, they're three and a half, almost if you watch the extended cut, they're like four hour movies. So you, you've got to set aside some time, but they're, yeah, yeah I, I agree. Super, super well done. Really interesting. Um, I've I'd seen people draw comparisons to like the religious stories with the lord of the rings right. stories but um no I, I that's cool that you're getting into them they're they're really good ted have you seen them no i mean i've come across
2: them on tv and checked out seen here and there but i haven't sat down and watched the, any of the movies in in their entirety so i'm kind of a little intrigued now too i may have to put away some time and and check it out myself sounds
3: good it would they would definitely be ones like because they're on tbs or like tnt right. a lot don't watch them there, where you like just jump in in the middle, like because you would be lost. Right, you, you would you would want to just start from the beginning, got to. So you know all the characters, you know the story and all that. So, but again, they're long movies. So, right the, the one thing be and ready. don't
1: don't spoil anything, Matt. The one thing that I'm kind of like I, I don't I guess I don't understand what the big deal is here. So this ring that they're that makes you so powerful. <laughs> <laughs> at least in the first movie, when these guys are putting on the ring, it just makes them invisible. Like, what? this is some crazy power. Uh, what am I missing here? So I'll be curious to see how that is landed. But first thought, what the hell? It makes him invisible, basically does nothing else. Frodo throws the ring on. He still gets stabbed. It's like, what? If, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see where it goes. But it's confusing to me, to say the least, at least to begin with. This ring that's supposed to be basically... Make you the most powerful person in the world unable to die. It's it does nothing when you put it on, so we'll see.
3: Oh. I, th- I think you'll have a couple moments of like, ah, okay. And I was gonna say, yeah, uh, that's so what I figured.
2: Something, something that makes you invisible. That, that seems pretty powerful to me, <laughs> right? I wouldn't mind that,
1: yeah. But uh, I mean, it's not gonna you're not gonna rule the world by being invisible, all right? That's fair. I don't know, like I said, I'm I'm sure that I'm sounding dumb by people that have seen it, Matt. I'm sure, but that's at least my first initial. First movie watching i don't get this ring i don't get it but yeah yeah, it'll be explained
3: cool movies the only other very cool
2: movies the other one i got i I tweeted something about it uh it was if if anybody out there is a queen music fan queen with freddie mercury i did go see my wife and i went on a friday night a couple of weeks ago over to grand blank at the ncg cinemas on the imax and it was a concert in montreal from 1981 it was the full queen effect the sound was unbelievable. You know, they played all the hits. Uh, the only thing that was a little discerning with uh, the IMAX screen was when they had close-ups of Freddy and his chompers,
1: man. His Why teeth are you – you always gigantic. throw the chompers. You always throw the chompers. I remember a well, review way back in the day. That was your biggest complaint as well. That's who he was. It's
2: not a complaint, but my goodness, he did have some teeth, man. It's, it's a fact. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, especially yeah.
2: especially in the IMAX. Exactly, but I will say this: despite that, if you want to call that a criticism, it was it was very well done. If you've never seen Queen in concert, this is about as close as you're going to get. So I'd I'd give that one definitely two point eight on nice. the three point scale. Kind
1: of seems like a missed opportunity not doing more of those type of concerts. I mean, you said yeah. IMAX movie theaters, the sound system it's incredible. It seems like a, yeah. like they could do more of that.
2: I was thinking the same thing when I left, to tell you the truth. I mean, we know Taylor Swift had the whole thing out there, right? We right. went to the theaters. But if, if you wanted to go see some of these classic rock bands when they were young and at their best, what a what a right. way to do it.
3: Yeah, because you know they were recording them. So, yeah, right. put, them, put them into a movie. Why not? It's probably some rights deals. There's probably some crazy rights deals and stuff with the publishing labels. But probably. The, the couple I have before we get out of here. So The first one is just quick. Uh, We all love hard knocks. I don't know if you guys have seen. Actually, I didn't know that they were doing this. ESPN Plus, ever since 2020, has been doing a hard knock style. It's called Inside the College Football Playoff. It's it's on ESPN Plus. It's like a four-part series that follows all four teams that make the playoffs. And like I said, it's like hard knocks where, you know, behind the scenes stuff, they follow them in practice and they, you know, they break down the games, interviews and stuff. So, I mean, if you like hard knocks and you like the college football playoff, especially right. this year's with Michigan, Michigan yeah. winning the national title, uh, like I did not want to go back and watch the one versus Georgia. I didn't even want to watch the one last year with the TCU game, but definitely nope. watch this year's. It's just a cool four part, um, you know, relive that college football playoff with Michigan, see some behind the scenes stuff at the Rose bowl and then the national title game. Oh yeah. If, if you have ES, ESPN plus, I would definitely recommend uh, checking that out. Heck yeah. And then yeah. um go ahead, Jared.
1: No, I was, I think, I, I think I actually, it's funny you mentioned last year's, I think I turned it on for like five minutes. I'm like, dude, this is going to make me sick to my stomach. I can't watch this, <laughs> Yeah. but I, I <laughs> totally forgot about it. I need to watch it this year for sure.
3: Yeah. It, it's, it's really well done. I wouldn't say, I mean, it's really well done for sure. I wouldn't say it's at like up there with Hard Knocks, but um, I, I would say yeah, it's comparable. If you like Hard Worth Knocks, you watch. Would like this. And then um, last one, so Kevin James, you know, grown ups <laughs> movies, King of Queens, you know, comedian. Oh, yeah. Um, I've I've always liked him. I just I just think he's really funny. I, I like King of Queens, and then you know some other movies and stuff that he's done. So he put out a new stand up uh, routine. It's on Amazon Prime. So if you have Amazon Prime, you could watch it. It's called Irregardless. I used to love his stand-up. There was one specifically called "Don't Sweat the Small Stuff" mm-hmm. that um, came out when I was in college, and me and some of my roommates we watched constantly. We still sometimes like quote it, <laughs> uh, just really funny. So when I saw he dropped this one, I was like, "Oh yeah, I gotta watch this. You know, yep. see if he still got it." It was okay. <laughs> it was. He had some good jokes. It's just funny. Even my wife and I commented a couple times, like. Man, is is this like a joke? Like, is this serious? he He comes off very much as grumpy old guy complaining about like the youth and <laughs> politics and you know stuff. and I get maybe that's the whole bit. He's trying to come off like an old guy and, you know, doesn't like all the stuff with cell phones and stuff that his kids are doing and everything. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't as good as maybe his old stand up, at least in my opinion. But if you like Kevin James and and uh, you know you got Amazon Prime, th- there's some good laughs. If you like stand up comedy, there's some good laughs. But I, I, it was a little disappointing, to be honest right. with you. I didn't Ooh. know
1: he honestly. I never knew that he was a stand up at one point. I guess I should have yeah. figured that. That was such a popular thing in his era and who he's yeah. friends with. It makes sense. But no, I always like Kevin James. I, I'm yeah. intrigued. I might at the maybe I'll watch the uh, the one from way back in the day that you mentioned. That was maybe a little bit better uh yeah. i always liked him he gets some hate i never understood why i've
3: always so, thought he's really funny he was good in paul blart yeah.
1: <laughs> small
2: cop man that was that was a classic movie King I did Queens, like he was, speak, man. He, oh, was.
3: Yeah.
2: he was speaking of comics uh i don't know if you guys know who mike Berbiglia is but uh he has some specials on netflix and he's uh he's one of my favorite comedians i mean he's just funny he the way he tells the story you know he doesn't do the typical stand-up he, he kind of weaves a whole story for his hour hour and a half that he's out there but yeah. it's very funny and very well written so there's another little tip for our listeners out there nice. all right let's call it a podcast boys yep, yep let's let's regroup and get ready for lions football next year Yeah. Oh i know i know it's <laughs> tough it's i don't even tough.
3: want to watch the super bowl at this point wow.
2: i am glad we didn't wait till wednesday to record this though we were able to get some of our raw emotions out today yeah, and, yeah. and maybe it'll help heal us a little bit Let, that's right we can only hope that's right All right. We'll i want to thank, <laughs> <laughs> thank our partners they include memorial healthcare's wellness center sign up for a 2024 mid- membership you still can get some good deals there for more details go to memorialhealthcare.org. I also want to thank our sponsors, AZ Branding Solutions, Jacobs Insurance Agency, Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Taphouse and Grill, and Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. As we always say, peace and love. Everybody be kind. Thanks for listening.